When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Geelong again, though, out of the middle through Andrew Buse. Long, high kick, Ablett in front. Good ball there by Grenfell, but Stoneham! Well to the Cats. They've answered quickly. Big Barry Stoneham at centre half forward. And now the margin out to 23 points. Round 21, 1993. The last time the Bombers ventured down to Geelong. That day it was a 32-point win for the Cats. Barry Stoneham, that man you heard there, 25 possessions and four goals, two Brownlow votes. Johnny Barnes got the three Brownlow votes, 27 disposals. And a pretty handy player got the one with 29 disposals and three goals, Gary Budder-Hocking. So the Bombers and the Cats, a whole generation of Essendon fans and Geelong fans would have never seen these two teams play at... Uh, well, Cadinia Park or GMHBA Stadium, it's now known, uh, but it will happen in round 16 in 2021. Joining us on the line now, the man that is the brains behind the fixture, and what a difficult job that has been uh, in 2020. Uh, the AFL's head of broadcast and scheduling from the AFL, Marcus King, has been good enough to join us this morning. Morning, Marcus. Morning, Jules. Uh, I think that's a, a bit of a stretch. Um, but, yeah, thanks for having me on. <laughs> uh, now, when you put the fixture out, you and your team at the AFL there, uh, this time, well, probably 13, 14 months ago now, you couldn't have foreseen what was going to happen in 2020. Just from a fixturing point of view, how much of a nightmare has 2020 been? Not only have to rejig the fixture on the run, trying to satisfy <laughs> broadcasters, uh, all the COVID restrictions that are around it, just what sort of year has it been for you and the, and the scheduling team in there at the AFL? Uh, it, it has been a challenge, Jules. Um, and if I think back to October last year, I think we were pretty happy with the fixture we put out. And then you get to March and, you know, we have the shutdown and you you realise that you, you're going to have to re-fixture. And it's, uh, it, was a, it was an element of disappointment at that point. But then you, you, know, you just got to get on with the job. And, and, and since then, we've, you know, we've had the scenario plan and and um, and draft various fixtures throughout the year as... as um, you know, border restrictions have changed, and uh, between uh, March and September, we probably did a hundred different versions of the fixture. Um, you know, adjusting as we needed with with borders opening and closing, and so look, it, it, that's taken some time, Jules, and um, you know, I owe some time to my wife and family, <laughs> fair to say, over yeah. over summer. But um, you know, we I think we're you know we're relieved to have got through the year and. Um, you know, I think as an industry, it's been a challenge, but we've come together and, and shown we could adapt. And I think that bodes well for next year. Yeah, fingers crossed we don't uh, have COVID affect the footy season again. But obviously it forced the AFL to try a few different things or by necessity, really. When, when you look back at the 2020 fixture, what did you like? And we're talking about things like footy frenzies here and shorter breaks for clubs. And what things did you like? What things did you learn that didn't work? And uh, what things do you think we could see in the future? For example, could we see a footy frenzy style again, whether it's 21, 22, 23 in the years to come? 
Yeah, well, I think there were a few things that, um, as you say, we tried um, that that works quite well, and and they they served a purpose this year. So you know, the compression fixturing, as an example, you know, allowed us to to play to bank games, to play more games in a shorter space of time, and and you know, I thought the industry came together really well to to support that. So I, you know, in a fixturing sense, that that openness to playing more games in a in a shorter period or off maybe shorter breaks, you know, allows maybe for a bit more flexibility in the future. Um, it, it's not something that we've we've built into the baseline for the fixture for next year, but that's a, it is an example of 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 um, the industry adapting where we need, and um, you know, I think that's uh, that's been important. Um, yeah, also you know, some different time slots. I heard you earlier talking about the Thursday nights and Sunday nights, and um, you know those slots I think are particularly um, you know positive for fans in a broadcast sense. Um, and well, we, we're not looking to to uh, utilise those as often next year uh, at this stage. Um, I think it's shown that you know, if if we uh, if we need to, that those slots can be very well received. We've dipped the toe in in terms of Thursday night football. We're going to have nine or ten again next year. Uh, we had nine the last uh, fixed twenty nineteen, the last fixture that was unchanged. We had nine. Why don't we play them every week? It's a good question. Um, we we get as you can imagine, we get a lot of feedback from from fans and and clubs um, about different time slots and and uh, depending on the fan, you know, some fans absolutely love the Thursday nights. Um, and then there's others, you know, particularly families who, you know, don't mind the occasional Thursday, but from an attendance point of view, they can be challenging um, uh, in those evening slots. So, so we try to find um, the balance here, and you know, we're, we're working towards you know nine or ten Thursdays for next year, as you said, and you know, also trying to time those in and around school holidays so that you know we can get the best of both worlds um, in, in looking after fans and, and allowing them to access the footy. Chatting to the AFL's head of broadcast and scheduling, uh, Marcus Kim. We were talking before also about uh, the Bombers going back to Geelong for the first time uh, in, since 1993. Just talk to, to me about the reasons behind that and what does it mean uh, for this country game that Kevin Sheedy, it was Kevin Sheedy's idea. It hasn't really taken off yet. What do you think the future is for that fixture? Uh, well, I think you've got two clubs who who are both invested in that fixture and each year they 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 come to us and, and seek, well, they, they put forward that idea and they're open to, you know, when and where the game occurs, but they, they're they very keen to activate around it. And my understanding is that, you know, with the game in Geelong, they'll be activating or wanting to activate in the same way they've, they've done when it's been at the MCG. Um, you know, I think, uh, oh yeah, the Geelong, Geelong in particular, are very happy about that game down there. Um, it's not something that we force in the fixture, but... It's a product of um, you know, Geelong's opponents, um, and you know you'll see that Geelong have got still got a couple of games at the MCG, you know, in the Hawks on Easter Monday, and then Richmond later in the year, and 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 so we we felt that you know Essendon um, was was not a bad game to put down there. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good move. The, the Bombers uh, playing down in Geelong. One thing that uh, was sort of forced upon this year was the fact that the Dreamtime game was played in Darwin. It was a, it seemed like an overwhelming success. No surprise that the Bombers and the Tigers are headed back to the MCG uh, this year. There will be games in Alice Springs and Darwin in uh, the Sir Doug Nichols round. What's your thoughts on that Essendon-Richmond game going forward? Will there be a 
time where you can play it every now and then in Darwin, given it it was such an overwhelming success it appeared this year? Yeah, it was terrific, wasn't it, Jules? Um, I think it was one of the real highlights of the year, um, that that game in Darwin. Um, well, I, I think there's potential. Uh, as you say, the, the, the match is uh, scheduled for the MCG next year, um, and that'll be great for, for fans in Victoria in particular. Uh, we'll, we'll look to you know, work with Essendon and Richmond and understand you know, how they see um, the match going forward um, and, and whether there's any interest in uh, in playing that in Darwin again at some stage or, or anywhere else. Um, so I think we we look at it with an open mind, um, but, but for next year, certainly in Melbourne. So beyond round six, it's a, a bit of a floating fixture in terms of uh, the scheduling of the matches and on what day and what time. So when you get to sort of, you know, re-looking at the fixture and, and, and rescheduling the, or, the, or scheduling those matches, what are you looking for in terms of the, of the big slots? Is it, is it teams that are up near the top of the ladder? Is it style of football that teams are playing? How will that sort of be determined as, uh, as the year goes on? Yeah, good question, Jules. I think it's a combination of, of factors. Uh, I think, you know, we want, we want fans to have access to the best games. Uh, and so when we, we think about that, um, you know, we want games on, you know, in those Thursday, Friday slots um, that are that are relevant, you know, that involve teams that are that are uh, you know in the eight or, or vying for the eight, um, uh, and that are playing good footy. Um, I think we also, you know, will look to have a bit, as much spread as we can. And you, know, you will have seen in the first six rounds, we've got 14 different teams featuring in those prime time slots, which is fantastic. And I think a reflection on the competitive balance at the moment that we have. Uh, but but I think there is interest in in maintaining that spread throughout the year. So, so they're, they're some of the factors, uh, Jules. Um, uh, but, I, you know, I think the, the approach we've taken does provide, you know, fans and industry with some certainty around, you know, who's, who's playing on which round and which weekend, but, but also that ability to, to really optimise those, those big slots, which I think would be great. Chatting to Marcus King, uh, Head of Broadcast and Scheduling at the AFL. Before I let you go, Marcus, if I'm uh, scheduling a grand final function for the end of the year, should I be thinking the game's going to be at night or during the day? Uh, yeah, well, well, yeah, well, it's a, I know it's, a, it's an important one to fans and yeah, it's something that, we're, um, that we'll look at and, and make a decision on, I think, you know, in the new year. Uh, clearly, we had the, uh, the night final this year um, and, you know, I think the feedback was, you know, mixed on that. You know, a number of fans loved it, some didn't love it. Um, you know, I think we, we'll take all that on board and work with, with, with you know, also with clubs and, and um, broadcasters and others to come to a, to a view in the new year. Well, Marcus, thanks for your time. It's been an incredibly difficult year for a lot of people at the AFL, particularly in broadcast and scheduling and fixturing. So I hope you get a, a well-deserved break uh, with your family and uh, look forward to chatting again in 2021. Sounds good, Jules, and um, happy Christmas to you, and thanks for having me on. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.